Hello and welcome to this One Week at a Time, a Box Hill Hawks podcast. My name is Sean Peter Budge and as always we are brought to you by Budget Car and Truck Rental. Uh, I'm wrapped to be joined by my co-host, or rejoined I suppose, uh, Emily Ferguson who's back on deck following a couple of weeks away. Two things, how are we and who is our guest this week? I am pretty good, thanks Sean. Excellent. Um, we've got a very special guest this week. I think we can claim him. Um, he's played a few AFL games now, started the year with us at Box Hill, um, but... James Blank is joining us today. Blank man. Thank you for having me, everyone. How are you feeling? <laughs> yeah, awesome. Awesome. Um, yeah, as you said, started the box hill, but um, slowly making the adjustment to AFL football, but yeah, it's good to be back here. I suppose, how have the first few, or the last few months, I should say, how have they sort of been for you? I imagine it's been a, a bit of a whirlwind. Have you had time to kind of step back and consider, oh, whoa, this has happened a bit quickly? Um, it was probably this week was the first week I really took a step back. Um, it was I had one week one week off after um, being drafted, and then and then straight into the into the ones, um, and then yeah played played six consecutive games, and I was just I was I was kind of yeah just just um, doing my thing, um, playing playing every week, and then um, it's only like really this week where I, I had a rest um, where I kind of stu- stu- um, t- t- took a step back and and really had a look at. What was going on, but yeah, as you said, it's been a whirlwind um, and a very exciting time for me. It's funny. I saw you last Wednesday. It would have been at the Herald Sun Shield. You came down to support the old boys, uh, Whitefriars, and you sort of walked out of the crowd. And I was like, "We should get Blanky on. Blanky's a good guest." <laughs> I was sort of scratching a little. Not. We had a few options, and I was like, "Oh, Blanky would actually be a good chat." No, I hadn't considered you at all, and you walked out of the crowd, and I was <laughs> like, "Yeah, now that would be." I'll I'll think about this because. You are the prototypical kind of Box Hill pathway player. You go undrafted out of Eastern, you spend time with us. You know, you played a bit of footy in your first year. Technically, your first year, I suppose, was almost 2020, really. Yeah. So you played no footy, no one did. But, you you know, you, you listen and you learn last year. You go p- part of the Hawthorne program, you get some more experience, and then you make your way onto the list. It is almost that perfect trajectory, isn't it, of from Eastern through Box Hill to Hawthorne you're not the first person to do it, and I actually I don't think you'll be the last. Yeah, correct. Um, and shout out to the White Fries boys for getting for getting the win. Um, it was a, a amazing display of, of courage from them. I'm sure they'll be listening at home. Was that that was as bad as I've ever seen the wind here? Yeah, the wind was so. I think it finished. Friars won four four to two nine. I think yeah. something like that. I'm, I think that's right. Yeah. Unless you were within. 15 metres of goal, and that was at the um, the Whitehorse Road end. Yeah. Absolutely no scoring Correct. to the Davy Street end at all. Unless you were like, yeah, 15 to 20 metres out. And then it still took a special kick. It still to- took a <laughs> real good kick. It was, it was unreal. Um, but no, it was unbelievable. And a special shout out too to Heidi, of course, Kristen Hyde, yep. um, who's obviously the sports coordinator and um, coach of the footy team down at Whitefriars and, and does a mountain of work with us and the Hawthorne program as well. Uh, the Wombat, of course. Yeah. Um, loved by many, known by many. Probably still could play a really decent level of football. He could. He's, <laughs> a, he's a special man, K-Height. Did he coach you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I played a few games for White Fries un, uh, under him. Um, and he's he's a very pa- passionate footballer. Um, but, yeah. You want to lead us off, him? Uh, so as you sit here today with us, Blanky, you started 2022 here at Box Hill and you've gone through to get drafted mid-year. You're now seven games into your AFL career. Yeah. Uh, they give you the sub game, don't they? Yeah, they, <laughs> they, they do. <laughs> they look after Play, you. Played six, but yeah. on the, on the, on we'll the record of seven. Yeah. yeah. Um, what would you say has been the biggest difference between or the learning curve from going from Box Hill to Hawthorne? Um, yeah, uh, it's interesting because um, at AFL there's no real – there's no real room for error. It's it's pretty like if you make a mistake, you'll get punished for it. Um, where I think at VFL you kind of have some some slack um, in terms of if you're trailing a man or if you if you're not doing so. I think being switched on um, for for the whole game has been a, been a big um, big learning curve because there has been a few times um, where I've been switched off at, at AFL and you get you get um, you get done pretty quickly. Um, so you just need to. Reset after that, but I think that's been the biggest. It's a, it's obviously a quicker game and um, more physical, bigger bodies, mature bodies. Um, but yeah, I think I think just 
that's that's the biggest. Is that sort of more a thing about like you sort of talk about the physicality of AFL football versus the mental fatigue of playing AFL football against VFL football? Like you just mentioned, you just got to be switched on all the time. Not to say that you're not switched on at VFL level, but there's just a level of that mental fatigue of. Okay, what's next? What's yeah. happening? What's happening up the field? What's this? What's my teammate doing here? Yeah, etc. Is that it's just more about that? That mental fatigue of going assessing everything all at once. Yeah, and I, I think the very experienced players at AFL level know when their opponents kind of daydreaming or or, or switched off for that split second, and they and they know how to exploit that. So I think I think that is a big difference um, in, the, in the level up. Interesting. I can't remember who said it. It was one of the boys, when I first got here, it was Dev, Dev player. It might have actually been Killer, Braden Kilpatrick. It, can't, it was mm-hmm. someone from that era. Yeah. And they were talking about the difference in playing Dev footy and VFL footy. And it was this really interesting way they framed it. They said Dev footy is actually more um, – what did he say? He said because you're, because it's more physical. Because so after a game of Dev footy, he goes, I'm more banged up. Yeah. He goes, but after a game of VFL senior footy, he goes, I'm gassed mm. aerobically. He yeah. goes, I'm just done. Obviously, speaking about skill levels and the ball spends less time in dispute, skills will be cleaner, more targets getting hit. And he goes, yeah, he goes, oh, he goes after a game of dev, you're really banged up, bruised, a bit sore. Yep. He goes, but after a game of senior footy, he goes, I'm, I'm just, I can barely stand. He's got nothing in the tank. There's yeah. so much running, there's so much spreading, there's so much transition, whatever. Yeah. And it was, I suppose it's a little bit like that as well, where you're kind of going just aerobically, the speed of the game would be... A big... Oh, yeah. 10%, whatever the number is. Yeah. Yep. And you just what that does to you aerobically is take some petrol out of the tank. Yeah, and I think that's been yeah. It's obviously one of my one of my areas of improvement um, throughout my whole career. So I think um, a, a full preseason in the AFL program will definitely help that. Um, but yeah, that is that is alongside the the mental fatigue, the the physical fatigue of um, aerobic running. Mm. And now while you're very early in your AFL career, um, you've ticked off a couple of milestones. Firstly, can you tell us a bit about your debut? What was the build-up like during the week? How was the game day? Did you give yourself a moment just to take it all in? Yeah, I think I, I, think I did that pretty well. A, a lot of the advice I got was just soak it up, um, have fun. Um, Nui, my, Chris Newman, my, my line coach, um, did a really good job of kind of lowering the expectation um, in a sense that not everyone's first game goes perfectly. Um, so... All you can do is your best and your teammates will be there to support you. Um, so I, I think, yeah, I enjoyed the day, um, soaked it up as much as I could. Um, the build-up was, was, was pretty special. Um, obviously, the, the cameras um, around you at, at training when um, pre-selection, um, doing all those fun little games to, to get How quickly you. do you notice that? I think, I think you pick up on it. Like I personally picked up on it pretty quickly and a few of the boys around me... Um, because it's not often that a camera is following a, a full back who doesn't get a lot of kicks. Um, so, yeah, I was I was kind of I was kind of switched onto it pretty quickly. That we do we have that same do, thing yeah. on a game day when we <laughs> sort of pick oh who we, who might we speak to, and I think we had Charlie Beasley this past week, mm-hmm. and a lot of players do say they go it looks like we've got the hard tag. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you can tell pretty early. It looks like I might be I might be up after the game here. Yeah, it's it's not terribly discreet. But did they? What was the were you hangman? I was hangman. Yes. So, so Sicily got up the front um, and then wrote out Blanky's debuting and then slowly slowly everyone was guessing the letters and then I, I was starting to piece it together. Um, but I was just sitting in the corner quietly and then, <laughs> and then yeah, it got named out. So, yeah, the, the whole week was um, a, a good build-up and my family re- really got to enjoy it as well. The, the club did a good job of making sure that they, they had a good time and I, I was pretty stress-free in the, in the lead-up to that. So, um, yeah, no, it was, it was amazing. And you've been fortunate enough to play in a couple of wins too so far. So do you have any vivid recollections from that first win against Adelaide? Um, I think t- towards the end, of the end of the game, we started to kick a few goals and, and um, I-, I was just looking at the scoreboard thinking, geez, I, I, reckon, I, reckon, I reckon the game's pretty much put to bed here. And I was looking around at the crowd and I was just, I was just soaking it all up. Um, so, yeah, it's just like to try, try and take a step back. Um, obviously, you have to, have to remain switched on to the, to the game that's happening around you, but those little chances you can get to kind of look around and, and soak up what's around you. Because, um, yeah, to me, it's, it's, still, it's still pretty surreal and um, doesn't, yeah, hasn't really sunk in yet. So just trying, to, trying as much as I can to, to soak up those, those little moments. Yeah, gosh, I'm sure there's not much like it. There isn't. There isn't. <laughs> I think one of the best parts for me about your story was, or is, that sort of well, this time last year, you were playing for the Orch. 
Yeah. You were running around and uh, down at Park Orchards and we would touch base on a Tuesday night as to, to how the orchards went. They were seemingly going pretty okay they were, last they year were. until the season was kiboshed. Um, h- how do you make sense of that? 12 months ago, you're running around in EDFL. Mm-hmm. Div 1. Div still. 1, yeah. Yeah. So the division below Premier Division. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. Um, I did the same thing in my um, in 2018. I was I played a game for Park Orchards um, the week before I was playing on the MCG for Vic, Vic Metro. Um, so this time last year I was I was running around for Park Orchards. Couldn't couldn't crack a game in v, at VFL. Um, but then yeah, as you said, you can move pretty quickly. Um, so just just trying to grab on onto every opportunity that comes. You just said there's a really good segue. Is you know, couldn't crack a game for VFL, but what's how important is a sense of like balance and patience and knowing, being really clear of okay, what do I need to do to yeah. create the opportunity, and then what do I need to do to take the opportunity? I imagine it could be at times not quite frustrating, is not the right word, but you're waiting for the chance. You're waiting for the chance. How how difficult can that be? Yeah. It, you can get real down sometimes um, when it, when things aren't going how you how you expect them or how you want them to be going. Um, but I think I think the importance of just trusting the process, um, talking to guys who have been in a similar position before and have worked through that. Um, for me, yeah, for me, it was just trusting the process, knowing that everything I do will be better um, for the long term. Um, Everything I'm like doing week to week isn't isn't necessarily going to pay off straight away. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's a long process. Um, so just just trusting that and knowing that everything I'm doing is is going to pay off. Do you have a level of too like awareness that only a very young player coming through the system? You're talking to your line coach and obviously your senior coaches and the like. Just being prepared to actually have those conversations. If you cause coaches here are fantastic, but sometimes I suppose could the player feel a bit like I've actually got a clarify something or but having the maturity to be able to or be prepared to actually approach the coach or a teammate or whoever yeah you know rather than kind of just sit on it yeah is that a huge part of I suppose player in your position just coming to terms with okay how do I I want to get better how do I get better yeah yeah for sure um yeah just just trying to seek advice um is is it's probably something I didn't do at the start enough um but then constantly checking in and constantly asking questions, and because um, they often have been in a similar situation, and they they know what's the what's the quickest way to get better. Um, so just just doing that and asking those questions is yeah is vital. So I suppose we, we mentioned earlier you go undrafted out of Eastern. Twenty twenty is just a COVID nothing year, and you spend that you know a little bit of that time with us, um, not a huge amount of time, a little bit of time there. Um, so you lose that year, 2021, you're slowly finding your feet, yep. um, sort of building, getting used to everything, and then everything kind of runs aground, doesn't it? The season gets stop, start, stop, start, then it's cancelled. Yep. How frustrating was that for someone like you who sort of, you might feel like you're in a bit of a hurry to go somewhere, but well, there's no footy to play, you can't really train, yep. you're wanting to keep building, but you can't. Yeah, that was a it was a tough period because... Um, even the, even the year before in 2019, I had stress fractures in my back, so I missed that whole season before missing the whole 2020 season. And there was there was breaks in between where where, where we, we were training when the COVID mm. numbers died down and whatnot. Um, but still, yeah, to to not get any games under my belt, um, I felt like I was yeah like losing time. Um, and yeah, it was just, it was it was frustrating. But um, looking back now. Maybe it was for the better, or with the stress. Was that um, was that at Eastern? Was it a yeah, top ager? That was a, at Eastern as a top ager. Yeah. Um, I was late to the Eastern Rangers program, so that went back to um, yeah, just further my development there, and um, and then unfortunately got some stress fractures. Happens to the best. It's not ideal. It's not. It's not. But it's just another another speed hump that that players have to work through injuries and, and rehab and whatnot. So mm. yeah. And so how did you find your early exposure to the Box Hill system? Did you play in any practice games in that early 2020? Um, I did some training in the 2019 year before the stress fractures. I did a, a few sessions um, with Max Bailey. Um, and then I was able to play in two practice matches in 2020 um, before the season was shut down. So I, I guess that was a, a good little taste of, of, of what's to come. Um, and, yeah, as, as I said, every game you play – Obviously, helps your development. It would have been nice to get a, f- a few more games than, than two practice matches, but yeah. 
And one of those, the same practice game that Jai Newcomb wore brown and gold for the first time? I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was at Coburg. I'm pretty sure. Um, it was a weird... Because I hadn't come back yet. And it was a weird, just strange, <laughs> off-the-grid pracky game. It was, yeah. That featured a little bit like our, um, our first pracky game of the year this year. We were at a parade, I think. Yeah. And there were quite a few Eastern boys and younger guys. Yeah. And it was a bit of a couple of senior boys, not too many running around. But it was, from the sounds of it, it was a pretty similar situation to that. And it's quite extraordinary to think that these are two, yourself and Jai, come down and have a run around in a... It's actually almost... It's not even quite a practice game yeah. in a weird way Yeah. Um, for Box Hill. And then within two years, you're both on mm. the AFL list. It's, that's actually quite unbelievable. It is. Really. It is, it's good to it's good to take a step back and have a look at like some of the names on on that list as well. I'm sure are playing regular senior games for yeah. for Box Hill now. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, everyone's got to start somewhere, and um, everyone's everyone's journeys are different. So yeah. hey, what do you remember about that game? Um, is it anything anything too vivid? Anything sort of? I actually I didn't have a bad a bad game that that day. Um, Did you play forward or back? I, I was still down back. There was they were they were trolling me. I think in 2020. Um, to go forward and um, but that yeah I, I think that that was my first VFL hit out um, and as you said it's, it's not quite a, a VFL standard game but um, I think I think I was thinking this isn't this isn't too hard and then the next game was a, a bit more realistic re, realistic VFL game and I think I got a bit, bit of a touch up there but um, yeah <laughs> it's all in good fun. And then so you returned in 2021 and things kind of started to take shape. You played a couple of senior games, got a bit of exposure, but it ended up being, I guess, a year of learning, taking things in. Mm. When you look back, what did you get out of football in 2021? Yeah, it's, it's interesting. I learned a whole lot of stuff that year. Um, I think to make a, a good footballer, you need to have setbacks um, to obviously grow. Um, so... Starting a little bit shaky, finding a little bit of form in some of the practice matches, and then playing three like pretty average um, VFL games kind of worked me up to I might not be at the standard um, physically, um, mentally, whatnot. Um, so yeah, t- taking those kind of lessons, um, working on them at, at local level, and then it was almost fortunately that I got that extended break from when the, from when the season got shut down because I, I went to work pretty quickly um, in, in that lockdown. Um, that that big lockdown, where I was I was in the home gym putting on some kilos and and running nearly every day. So um, yeah, I, I took a, a lot out of um, those those few hitouts, where I wasn't I wasn't quite playing the footy I wanted to be playing. Um, and then yeah, going going to work um, off the field. So I suppose ultimately for us, if memory serves, you debuted officially debuted for us in round one against Casey. Casey, yeah, and. For anyone who remembers that game, Casey's yeah. forward line oh. was stacked. Yeah. Absolutely stacked. Ben Brown played. Yep. Majak. Majak was ruck, um, ruck forward. Mitch Brown, I think, was Mitch, there. Mitch Brown was in there. And, and I, I think Wiedemann played. I had the job on Wiedemann. Oh. <laughs> like, that, like, that's... I remember you sort of... See, I remember seeing the team sheet and being like, oh. Yeah. Oh, I, it's... I didn't, I didn't even have a, a horrible game that day, but I, I think Wiedemann finished with six goals, so... <laughs> that one. I've, I've seen him play... Some very very fair football here. Yeah, he kicked seven against us one day. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then yeah, last year he ended up six or seven. Like he had a really ripper day. Yeah. Um, he's a white fries boy as well, I believe. Yeah, he is. Shout out to him. I'm sure he's listening at I'm home. Sure, you get it. I'm <laughs> sure he's listening. You get it. But I suppose that was a really would have been a fan. You, you touched on your first three games for us. That would have been a really disappointing day, obviously to lose the game. Yeah. You know, no issues there. But I imagine you took so much from that. Yeah. Just personally. Going, oh well, we've, we've, you've come up against. Even if you move off Wiedemann, you're going on to another yeah. really highly touted, experienced AFL player. It's a fantastic opportunity for you to get exposure that's actually almost above the level. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. So, what did you? you know, what were your immediate takeaways from that round one game last year? Yeah, because Beza didn't play, did he? No, he his was memory serves. He was still um, he, he was still dealing with his hip problems. Yeah. I mean, he came in round two or maybe even yeah. three. Um, so it was a yeah, it was a a big forward line and um, a big personal opposition for me. So um, as I said before, just just realizing that I might not be up to the standard um, where I need to get better. Obviously, I was exploited um, both um, aerobically and physically. So just working on those things. Um, I think yeah, I think my like my effort for those for those three games um, 
like it wasn't bad, but I just wasn't physically capable of, of being up to the stand. I wasn't, I wasn't quite ready. Don't sell yourself short because you did win yourself a pizza. I did. A, a T17. You did. Um, shout out to T17. Shout out to I'll be listening. Um, you, you did win yourself a pizza for a, a couple of repeat efforts yeah. on the halfback flank. Yeah. Uh, it was like a play of the day style internal thing. Okay. Um, <laughs> Stu, <laughs> Why did you get a pizza? Stu <laughs> Horner. Shout out to Stu Horner. He'll be listening. Stu Horner had a mortgage. I think he had four or five of them. On the, T, <laughs> on the T17 play <laughs> of, a, of the day. Of a, a nine-game nine season. Oh, he would just more or less every week there'd be Stu. <laughs> he almost had to be disqualified <laughs> from winning the pizzas because... Uh, some of his efforts were unreal. They were phenomenal. And you're like, that is the definition of what this whole situation's about. But yeah. you've won it for the last month. <laughs> so oh, we, we have to find someone else. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, and I suppose ultimately then going from your opponents to your teammates, you know, throughout the year you're rubbing shoulders with some really experienced mm. mentors, particularly on the VFL list just from our point of view. How important or valuable were the relationships you were able to forge with the likes of Damien Mercedi and Mason DeWitt, Stu Horner, obviously Beezer we mentioned before. Yep. They're all guys who have played a mountain of VFL football and I imagine were a really valuable resource for you. Yeah, correct. Um, yeah, obviously Hugh's... A pretty a pretty similar player to me. Um, but then you you also look at um, players like Mason and, and, and Damo who have who have different qualities. And then yeah, so kind of going to going to Stu and Hugh for for my strengths and and, and working on those. Um, and then to Damo and, and um, Dewitt for you're not going to Damo for tips in the gym. Uh, <laughs> upper body maybe. <laughs> Um, nah, but yeah, just 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 feeding off those guys. They they got heaps of experience, um, and and heaps heaps that I've learnt off them, um, which is which has been invaluable for for my game. Um, and yeah, forever grateful for that core group that um, yeah helped me get on my way. Before we move on to the next question, I'm just I'm just doing a bit of a straw polls because I had a conversation with Geordie Cunico during the warm up on Saturday. Um, I don't even know how it came up. It was very organic. Mm. Something came up because Geordie's just in the rehab group at the moment. And um, he said something – we somehow were talking about blokes who don't spend any time in the gym. And I, I had I had someone who I was like my number one for that. I had like didn't even hesitate. And Geordie and I could not be further apart. Mm. He was absolutely vehement that it was someone else. Never seen in the gym, spends no time in the gym. You'll never see him anywhere near the gym. And we went to Dylan Bazzari, shout out to the Viz, he'll be listening, and said, who do you reckon? Who Didn't yeah. give him any options. Yep, yep. And he so he sided with Geordie. You're going to ask Blanky the same question. Yeah. So if I said, which one of your Box Hill teammates spends from this year, from this year's list, spends no time in the gym, you'd never see him in the gym. Can can you give me some hints? Because <laughs> oh, I'm... They're a, they're a similar type player. To me? No, to, to each other. To each other. Oh, okay. Oh. In, in the front half. Fergie spends time in the gym, although mm. you might, it might not look like it. <laughs> 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 no, I'm just joking. Um, oh. Oh, I'm lost. Oh. Okay, so yeah. I said, I was like, because it's become a little bit of a running gag. I was like, I said douche. Okay, yeah. And Geordie was like, no. Nah. Didn't, he, didn't he didn't give it a second thought. He was like, no, no. And I was like, well, who, who do you reckon? And he... Just drop the name, no build up, no padding, no defense of this person's character. Yep. Cav. Really? He just went Cav. I thought Cav, but I've seen him in the gym. See, but this is the thing with Cav. Like, if you looked at him, you'd be like, he's in the ears of the gym. When you told me this story, that was my exact first thought. He said, no. Pretty <laughs> solid, pretty strong he is, looking he's dude. A toned, toned looking man. But we went to Viz and said, really? what do you reckon, Viz? Didn't give him, as I said, no options, didn't, didn't lead him. Kuniko was on the money. And Kuniko <laughs> could not have been more on the money. Really, Viz did not. He did not even think about it. He just went cab. I think. I think he hits the showers pretty pretty early, doesn't he? He's in, he's, in, he's part of the shower club. <laughs> he, I think he's the premier, the cap, premiership <laughs> captain of the shower club. So does that does that track with your experiences? Um, I, I think now I'm thinking now I'm thinking back on it that that could be true. <laughs> yeah. I think he's judging a book by its cover, isn't it? It is. Because you look at once again, we can't stress this enough. You look at Cap. He maintains that. He goes and trains off-site. Yeah. And he's got a gym where he's living. Yeah. Yeah. Blah, 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 Which blah, we blah. probably shouldn't question. I mean, 
who are we to question? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, after that tangent, um, back to the relationships you've built and maintained. Another important one would probably have to be Sam Mitchell and, of course, Andy Collins as well. So how did that relationship begin and how has it evolved over time? Yeah, they're, they're both um, people who kind of came to me and ignited the belief in, in me that I could go to the next level. Um, they both, from the, from the get-go, um, said that, I'm, I'm definitely capable of, of playing at the level. Um, and despite not being able to get a game, um, they, yeah, they, they continue to support me and um, kind of watch, watch my whole process of, of, of getting stronger and getting fitter. Um, and, yeah, it's, it's, been a, it's been a very, very lucky and I'm, I'm very grateful to, to be so close and connected with those two um, men who, who helped me along the way. Um, so, yes, it's... A lot of luck. Obviously, there's hard work goes into it as well. But um, yeah, very grateful to to know them and and yeah, be, be connected to people who have um, power in their position. And so I understand you get to the end of the end of the year and you have a sit down with Sam and Dan Napoli for your exit interview, which I imagine is a very important meeting. Can you take us inside that conversation and what you took out of it? Um, yeah. So despite not playing for the last um, for the last. Yes, six or seven matches of the of the year. They um, they still said how capable I am of of going to the next level. Um, despite yeah, not not playing consistent football. Um, and yeah, they just they said if you if you go to work over the preseason um or and and the and the lockdown time off um, then who knows what's what's in store. So um, I think that was my my main motivation. I was I was kind of reminding myself of that constantly. When I like didn't want to train or didn't want to hit the gym, um, I, was, I was saying, yeah, if I if I put in the work, then then there might be an opportunity sitting there. I imagine it'd be an interesting kind of feedback because it'd be pretty to the point, right between the eyes, but at the same time, really encouraging. Yeah. That yeah, yeah they've really Mitch is he's really just landed one on me. But at the same time, it's a it's an invitation to go. This is what you need to do. We're, there's no mystery about it. Yep. I imagine it was all very clear, go and do this and this and this, and you're in the mix. Yeah. So I suppose you would have left the meeting going, okay, yeah, okay, all right, let's, was, let's was, get to work. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's exactly how I was feeling. I was, I was, I was pretty inspired by, by that chat we had um, and yeah, I, was, I was ready to go to work. We sort of speak about that now because sort of for us, like a fun sort of albeit sometimes nerve-wracking part of pre-season rolling around is you sort of start naps once we the machine kind of gets going again start sending messages about such and such has re-signed he's re-signed he's re-signed and then you start seeing faces float through the door again you're like oh okay cool he's back he's back he's back and I must say when we came back in November late November whenever it was and I think we were doing a Saturday morning here yep. as we did early in pre-season you walked through the door and there was actually like there was a visible transformation where I just remember thinking oh like you're so much bigger yeah like you were, you were broader, you had a bit more presence because you always had the frame. Yeah, yeah. But you just looked, you looked bigger. Yeah. And I remember thinking, I got the note here, Super Shredder. <laughs> if you're familiar with um, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Secret of the Ooze. Yeah. That was when they defeat Shredder, but Shredder ends up ingesting some goo, some ooze, and it turns him into a giant version of himself. That's awesome. And I remember thinking, <laughs> shout out to Kevin Nash, played by <laughs> Big, Big Sexy back in the day. Um, I think he gets crushed under a dock or something. They don't even really too far, Sean. They don't even really beat him. They just like they just like knock over. A, they have this fight under a, under a dock, and they just knock the dock over. Yeah. They don't end up like tossing him in the sea or kicking yeah. him through another dimension. Just crushed. They just end up burying him under a dock. You lost me. It was just. I mean, I just, that's not the way to end the movie. But the point is, you walked up, you walked through the door, and I was like, I was like, oh whoa, because like Blanky is. Enormous. Yeah. So how much? Because that would have been what we wrapped up in. Jeez, when did the season wrap up? August-ish. I think even earlier. I think uh, it might maybe be July. Yeah. So you rock up. It's nearly. That's sort of three-ish months later. What yeah. was that process like? What was your program like? Did you enlist any of, whether it be, um, I know I know you'd, you'd had or none. Not when I say done some work, you'd engaged a little bit with Stony, yeah. um, club dietitian. Had you done any chat with someone like a Viz about high performance? Um, yeah, so it was just it was just using the resources available at um, Box Hill, which are which are pretty amazing. Um, 
and then yeah, just just go and work in eating as much as I possibly can. Um, <laughs> it's really that simple. It, it is uh, like sometimes the point where you're where you're quite sick, um, and then and then you just got to keep eating. Um, Were you then, on the uh, the chicken fillet drip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plenty, plenty of chicken and rice um, and veggies, and then um, yeah, look, looking at Viz for some for some strength over the over the break. Um, and most most of the gyms were closed, so I, I did a little bit of a home setup. Um, me, my dad, and my brother went to work and and did a makeshift bench press and squat rack, um, which was which is pretty cool. Um, and then I think as, I think as Porter says, if you get a a, a suntan and a haircut, you also look. You're, <laughs> I love it. You also look a, a bit bigger as well. So I think I think there's a bit a bit of a bit of that element. Um, but was yeah, it the Bondi Sands yeah. shout out, or yeah. was it the? I think it was a natural tan at, at that <laughs> oh, point. Oh, there you go. Um, but no, nah, yeah, putting put on a few kilos definitely helped. And then, well, how how many do you reckon you put on? I think in that period I put on about three or four. Yep. And then over the preseason, um, Chris, Chrissy broke. I, I put on a, a few as well. And then from from my playing weight in 2021 to 2022, I think I was about eight kilos heavier. Wow. Which is um, yeah, pretty crazy. And most actually, most of that I imagine would be like muscle would be pretty yeah. close to yeah well like i said the transformation was visibly it was noticeable because i mean if you walked in as i said i was just like oh well yeah yeah geez i suppose a really cool part of your pre-season and what it led you into the start of the season with us was you did a lot of training at hawthorne you did a lot of training with them a lot of um like full-on integrated into the sessions like how how good was that of an opportunity for you to i suppose see how far you've come yeah, yeah, it was it was it ties into the knowing um, Colo and Mitch um, and being able to get those opportunities. But I think being able to do a preseason at an AFL or in an AFL environment against AFL players and then and then taking that back to to VFL training and, and VFL games, you you, you have an edge. Um, and being able to compete with AFL players and then and then being able to compete even better against VFL players is is something that that definitely helped um, and. Yeah, it's just an amazing opportunity. Um, as I said, being at Box Hill, being blessed with opportunity and, and being able to know people who have, who have been able to put me in this position. Um, so yeah, just that that was a, that was a big help in in creating. Yeah. So you touched on it there. I mean, the opportunity to train alongside, to compete with, to benchmark yourself against Hawthorne's boys was that was that the key component of your start to the season with us? Because your start to the season with us was like first class, phenomenal. You really came in and you, it was funny to kind of go 12 months back, mm, yeah. the skinny, wiry kid playing on Sam Wiedemann Getting in a game, in a, in, a, in a really tough game for you and the team. And then you turn up this year and you're like, oh, the, yeah, okay. Yeah. 12 months of growth, 12 months of maturation, 12 months of confidence. Yeah. Was that just the key driver for all that, that month or those months you spent with Hawthorne? I think so. I think, I think seeing the benchmark of AFL and trying my best to, to, to get to that. Um, I think I, I was up against the likes of Kaczynski and, and Mitch Lewis um, in the forward line and after training I'd always grab them and, and do a bit of 1v1 um, and I'd, I'd lose most of those at the start but like losing and learning um, and constantly getting better and better um, and then and then coming back to VFL and then I'm not losing as much because um, obviously the it's a, it's a bit different level, and there's no Mitch Lewis is running around. Or there's not many v- Mitch Lewis is running around at VFL. So being able to being able to yeah, learn from learn from those opportunities I've been able to get, and um, and yeah, get better. And so, what would they just give us an example of what would they sort of in your one on ones? What was their feedback? Sort of really early days. Yeah, it was it was a lot about craft, and I was a lot of the time I was just kind of throwing arms and legs everywhere, trying to trying to win the physical battle, um, and then. It almost came down to a, a bit of technique, um, a bit of a bit of defensive craft. I won't go into it too much because it's it's not it's Don't. nothing it's nothing it's nothing thrilling. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think just I think the ability to lose and learn is 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 crucial. Hmm. It's like a it's like a Rocky Balboa quote. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Um, and then so mid year, obviously the draft comes around. How did that period play out for you? What kind of communication was there from Hawthorne and from Box Hill? Yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. Um, I mean, I was I was going I was going alright. I thought I still could have um, been doing been doing a bit better to to really get on the on the radar of AFL clubs, but it wasn't it wasn't until late because I wasn't technically eligible for the mid season draft. So it was that was another another piece in the puzzle that was that was just lucky, and I'm so grateful for for that coming through. But I think four or five days before the draft, or um, 
maybe a week before the draft, I got I got the exemption to to make me eligible, and that and that's when a few clubs started started to call. Um, and then I was yeah lucky enough to get picked up by Hawks, and that that whole night um, was was one that I'll always remember because um, it's it's been a dream for such a long time, and a whole lot of work went into to getting there. Um, so yeah, um, yeah, it was it was pretty pretty unreal, and I still I still I still dream about, it, I still pinch myself about, it, I still. Don't think it's actually actually happened. It was incredible, sort of watching along because there was that the Hawks' first pick was six. Yeah, and obviously took Max Ramsden. Yeah, and you went okay, okay, all right. And then there was that kind of you sort of looking at who else has got a pick, who else has got a spot, mm-hmm. who else might have a need, mm. and you're sort of looking at the list and you're sort of going, oh, hopefully he goes. Yeah. And then you kind of for us as well, really selfishly, just sort of like. You want it to be Hawthorne. Hopefully it's Hawthorne. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, we'll be wrapped either way. But <laughs> yeah. Like, hopefully it's just to, not to take people, you know, when we prepared earlier, we did some on the Tuesday night because the draft was a Wednesday. Yeah. We had a quick chat with Proc and Naps and we might have done two takes. We might have done a Hawthorne take <laughs> yeah. and a, someone else vague. And we're just happy that he's been picked up take. But that, Naps awesome. and I were so worried about that. We were like, we're going to jinx it. We can't do this, Sean. Yeah. He's like, no, we, we have It'll to. Be fine. Nah. It'll be fine. We've got, to, we've got to make sure we just cover off all bases. I thought I thought that might have been the case that you did a couple of takes of it. We definitely had the really the one the one where you've been picked up by someone else was just like super vague. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was just a lot of we're so happy he's got the opportunity, you know. Yeah. You know, they've got a really great young man. We don't know who they are, but <laughs> so that was like, yeah, take it. How how's the how's the sausage made sort of thing? It was that's the story behind the scenes there yeah. for listeners. Unreal. <laughs> Um, we touched on your debut earlier, but that first week or so at the club, did that play out fairly comfortably for you, given the strength of the alignment, all the familiar faces in the coaching and playing groups? Yeah, for sure. As I said, doing a pre-season with, with Hawthorne and then even doing one one session um, throughout the whole year with them. Um, I was yeah getting comfortable with, with the players and, and the staff that, that were there. Um, so it was, it was almost like it was pretty seamless and I was so lucky to be, to be drafted by Hawthorne um, having such a strong connection already. Um, and I think that, that really helped in getting my opportunity pretty quickly. And so have you been exposed to a famously cold Waverley Park winter morning yet? Um, there has been a few fresh ones. It's starting, it's starting to warm up now and the sun's, the sun's usually out by the time we're on the track. But I think there's been two or three sessions where it's raining and, and the, the, the sun's nowhere to be seen. But it's all good fun. The boys, the boys get the energy up and, and it's not too bad. Stephen Gillum told a funny story. Shout out to Gilly, you'll be listening, about um, when he was there. There was, he goes, there was one morning in particular, it happened a few times, but there was one morning in particular in the dead of winter where Clarko went out and came back in and just said, he goes, no handballs. Unreal. He goes, no handballing. Goes, and they were like sort of a bit confused. Yeah. He said, you know, you're going to break fingers or like just rugby style, just toss the ball just to each it. other. <laughs> and he goes, we went, when we got out there, he goes, yeah, it was freezing. Really? Yeah. He goes, hey. I'm, I'm not surprised. Hey, there's a reason Ronaldo wants to leave Manchester. <laughs> <laughs> have you been in Manchester in winter? I haven't. It is freezing. Yeah. It is terribly, no, terribly no cold. No fun at all. But that was, that was just, I immediately thought of that the other morning, you know, when it's really frosty and you're kind of, you're going, yeah, out, out in Mount Waverley. Yeah. It would be fresh. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think at the same time, though, I'm, we're heading out on the track at usually about 10 o'clock and we usually... We, we're usually in by 12, so it's, it's two hours. That's true, of actually. You've actually, yeah, if you were out there at like 8.30-ish, yeah, well, you'd be in danger. <laughs> if, it, if it wasn't for me getting picked up, I would have been on the, on the shovel and, and barra from 7am, from so I'm, <laughs> I'm, actually, I'm actually grateful that it's only two hours of the day that I'm, I'm, in, the, I'm in the cold. <laughs> He's like, this is so much yeah, better. Yeah, oh, it this is. This is a much better situation. <laughs> um, so you just mentioned, Ronaldo, you're a soccer man. Uh, what have you made of the start of the EPL season? Don't yeah. get me started on Manchester United. That's, <laughs> that's an episode on its own. We, that don't, is. Need to, we don't need to go there. That is. Um, no, nah, it's been it's been interesting. Interesting trade period as always, and an interesting um, week one. Are you? Because you're an Everton. Yeah, I am. We've had, we've made a few trades, and yeah. um, I'm I'm happy. I think I think we might go. Oh, hopefully, better than than last season. Um, but I think we're still still mid table struggle. Are you a Frank Lampard believer? I am. He's an interesting appointment, wasn't he? Because like. You sort of look at his record and you go, I get what the allure is. Frank Lampard, you yeah, get it. Yeah. But like Derby, he doesn't get them promoted. And then Chelsea does not go well yeah. at all. Yeah. And then he comes in at Everton and it did not go well. 
No. And they just managed to survive. They beat us, rolled us last year, hadn't won for months. It's always a way. Defeated us. Everyone does that, it's fine. <laughs> um, but it was, it's an interesting, it's such an interesting season this year, isn't it? Because A, it started earlier. Yep. There's going to be the World Cup break. Yep. What that does is bizarre. Yeah. Like the top teams have kind of had a bit of a reshuffle. Like they're, they're not the teams like the Liverpool and City teams that went head to head for years yep. are kind of evolving. So they're not quite the same teams. Yep. Um, and then you've got, you know, how good are Spurs? How good are United? Spurs look good. Spurs look good. Yeah. I'm excited for them. Um, yeah. I'm, I've, always, I've always liked to watch them. I like their, their, style of, their style of football. but Under Poch, they were very easy to watch. Yeah. Yeah. And they were probably one of those teams where... So for me, growing up, all the talk was like Newcastle were the best team to never win it. They were like this fantastic side that yeah. fell apart one year and they were probably good enough to win a Premier League, but they didn't. Yeah. And you kind of get the feeling that that's Poch's Spurs. Yeah. You're like, you easily could have won one, yeah. but you didn't. And if you had of, what does that mean? Yeah. Do you kick on? Yeah. And, you know, who knows? But uh, are you a uh, – the video games at the football club are an interesting one. It feels like there's a couple of categories. Yeah. There's your Fortnite. Yeah. There's COD. There's FIFA. I'm, I'm FIFA through and through. And there's like 2K. Yeah. So when you play FIFA, I remember the – everyone always decries, and particularly online, everyone always decries the old, you know, pace abuse. Just stack really, really, really slippery players out on the wings. <laughs> That's me. Yeah. Yeah. It's disgusting. Um, use, the, use the inside, Blanky. Oh, it's the only way – like, just R1, Y, <laughs> lob through ball to your wingers. Lob through ball. And then, and then as soon as he brings a keeper out, you just, you just pass it across the box and, and, just, and just finish with an open net. That's, that's the only way I score. I, I thought more of you than that. <laughs> that's the um, – I think, I think during my prime, about FIFA 16, 17, I was, I was starting to play some good football. <laughs> but, but then – Could have gone pro. Could have, could have. And then at the end of the day, I just go, oh, it's easy just to send it to the wingers and, and have a bit of fun out there. My um my biggest bugbear with FIFA is that they haven't like what are they doing with the free kick engine? Oh, you know in two thousand and three they had a proper free kick engine. There was like you could put where you want to put spin on the ball. There was yeah. a power bar. Yeah, you go inside the foot if you wanted to. Whatever you could, and it was really good. Yeah, like yeah. there was actually you you weren't. It was a bit like the penalty one, but it was kind of like difficult enough to score but certainly better than whatever the system at the moment is now, which is just every year it's a complete it roll is. of the dice. It is. It's a roll of the dice. And I, I don't know. I, I always think at the start of the year they've got it wrong. And then once you start playing it a little bit, then you, then, then you get used to it. But then they just throw, like, throw a spanner in the works the next year and then it's, it's a complete... Did, so have you had that one? Where you, have you had the FIFA to FIFA where you thought, oh, I was pretty good last year, yeah. and then the new game comes out and you're terrible? And you just don't know what you're doing. You look you're like, second, what have they second, done second, to the engine? Yeah. It's like Happy Gilmore style. Um, <laughs> We've got a new segment, Blank Man, yep. and we're going to try it out on you. You're going to be our Unreal. crash test dummy, if you will. Yep. So generally when we're having someone on, I'll go around and chew the ear of A, B and C, give me some goss, what should I ask? And they usually give us some decent stuff. Yeah. But I thought rather than me just regurgitate what they've told me, I'll just record them asking the question. So you'll hear from the people directly. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> so we're calling it questions from friends. Um, we're going to load up the great man first. Are we ready? This is question number one. Hey, Blanky. Uh, Ferg here. Soon to be 50 VFL games played, but uh, thanks for that. Uh, hey, just a quick one for you. I know early in the year you were selling some footy boots uh, on Facebook Marketplace. Just wanted to know how much you end up getting for them and if you sort of wish you had to hold on to them and maybe sign them after you were drafted and then sold them. Could you have got more for them or less? Who knows? But just, yeah, can you, can you answer that one for me? Thanks, mate. <laughs> Oh, that's, that's funny. Um, I actually haven't. I, I, I never sold the boots. I, I had a few offers that were way under. What were they? The boots. They were um, Adidas Copper. Okay. Copper. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were not a bad boot, um, but for the narrow-footed, I'm, I'm a wide-footer. So I'm, I'm purely ASICs only, the career savers. Um, so I, I, try, I try to sell them and then... It, like, what, what did you want for them? I think I was asking one fifty. Okay. What, the, would you, what did you get? Like, did you get triple figures? They're a they're a three hundred dollar boot, and I was I was trying to flog them for one fifty, and mm. I was I was just oh, people were asking seventy eighty bucks, and I, I, I I'm wasting I've, your time, Blake man. I've still got them, so Fergie, <laughs> I, I, I might sign them now and, and see what I get, but I still I still think they won't be worth much. <laughs> yes, that's one of my favourite parts of Gumtree or whatever. Yeah. And you just get these ridiculous 
offers. Yeah, people just like, what are you wasting my time for? Yeah. <laughs> uh, next one we've got, I believe, where is it? Here we go. Blanky, it's Beezer here, mate. Um, you've forgotten about me, no doubt. Uh, just a quick one for you. You've gone from a really intelligent brain of yours, five-year course into landscape gardening and now into the big time. I uh, just want to know what your next steps are after AFL. Are you going back to landscape gardening or continue on with the studies, mate? Uh, good, good question, Beezer. Um, yeah, so I put the uni on hold, did some landscaping, um, was taking a bit, of a bit of a gap year from uni. Um, post footy, I think I think I'll go back back to studying. Um, I think I think landscaping's a bit <laughs> although, although it was fun. There's some cold mornings um, and some some long days where your back hurts. Where I think I might be better off in the office. Shout out to Lockie Munro. Did he was he doing something like that? He was plumbing. He plumbing. Was, he was plumbing hard as well. He, yeah. His his boss was was working him pretty hard. Yeah. Long hours, hard work. So shout was, out to, shout out to Munro. He'll be, he'll be listening. Munro's will be listening. Was what he, were, was what he, were you studying? I was studying osteopathy, um, which is kind of a mix of physio and chiro. Um, so it's a it's a good it's a it's a fun course um, and something I can see myself doing. So I think I'll be I think I'll be going back. How to did that. you land on there? Those two things could almost not be further from each other. Oh, correct. Landscape gardening, <laughs> yeah. and being an osteo. Well, my old man's a plumber, so I was yep. I was raised um, on on the job site, so. I was pretty familiar with it, not taking a gap year from uni because my, my brain was hurting a fair bit. Um, <laughs> so I was just I just thought, um, yeah, just getting get on the tools again, bit of fun in the sun, and then I got got to winter and didn't enjoy it. It's no fun at all. Was uh, the great man Munners? Was he an orch man? He's an orch man. Is he still running around for them? He is. Um, awesome. He's, he, he was playing. I, I haven't been back to orch for a couple of weeks now. I've been been a bit busy, but um, last time I checked in, Munro was playing some good footy, kicking some bags. Um, so as long as he's staying injury free, he will still be going well. Always like Munners. He had the foot problem last year, which was he did not good, and that sparked up a, a bit again this year. He was, was travelling with a sore foot, um, so hopefully, hopefully, still out, still out on the track. Hopefully, he picked it up earlier this year than last year. Yeah, which that, that was the took a bit of time. That was a lesson learnt. <laughs> Next cab off the rank. G'day, Blanky. It's Ports here. Um, just want to touch on that controversial hit uh, that was sent to the VFL tribunal. Um, Firstly, have you had any chance of uh, wiping that criminal record? <laughs> and secondly, uh, now that you're on an AFL contract, AFL money, have you managed to pay Naps's lawyer fees? Um, because I'd imagine they'd be pretty high the way that they got you off. Um, but anyway, mate, enjoy. Um, Sean, you'll look after you. Cheers, mate. Yeah, so I was, I was charged last year, um, unfortunately, after a, after a hit. Round four against Andrew Hill, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I was I was in a collision with with a senior hand player, and there's you know a lot of talk this week with Paddy Cripps and the whole football incident thing. Yeah, I remember hearing about it because you'd been referred like directly to the tribunal. Yeah, and I was like, what for? Yeah, and then we we finally kind of got the footage, and my clearly we have our box hill glasses on, but yeah. I remember seeing it and just thinking that's just a. Oh. That's just a to me. My immediate reaction was that is just a football incident. You've just had a coming together. Yeah. That's There's no malice or anything in it. Unfortunately, the opponent ends up mm. in a bad way. Yeah. But I was just like, oh, I just reckon that's just a coming together. I mean, that can happen, unfortunately. Yeah. And I think the other unfortunate thing was the the vision was from the behind the goals, and it was it was pretty far away from the collision, so you couldn't quite see what was going on. Um, but yeah, it was it was it it didn't look great on the on the footage, and I think that's what the tribunal kind of looked at uh, mainly. So, How nervous were you? Oh, I was, like they they charged me for I think it was five to six weeks. Oh, jeez! So Naps did an unreal job, and um, I, I will have to be paying him back um, <laughs> eventually. Uh, I've, I haven't seen the quote, but I'm, I'm sure I'm sure it's <laughs> I'm sure it's up there. Um, but yeah, I think at the end of the day, um, we were able to convince the tribunal that it was just a coming together, and unfortunately, collisions happen in football, um, and and it's, it's never nice when when someone gets hurt, especially. Um, Head injuries, um, but yeah. So it was one of the funnier, not not the incident, but the actual aftermath of it, because we could see you up in the pavilion. It was you and Naps, yeah, and we were out training, and you guys were in there ready to go. And I think you did a couple of dry runs, yeah, through what are we going to say and a bit of role play, yeah. how it's going to play out, and then we, I reckon, might have left the track, and training had kind of wrapped up, and you guys were still up there, and then you eventually emerged. And you'd been cleared, yeah, and palpable relief him on, <laughs> on, on Blanky's face. He, he was pretty wrapped. 
Um, but yeah, it was, it was quite a funny sort of couple of days because I think most people inside the club were like giving you some moral support, like, oh, yeah, you'll get off. Yeah. But there was a bit of a thinking, like, he actually might get a month here. Yeah. Depending on how it goes. It, it did feel a bit like that. Um, but, yeah, fortunately the criminal, criminal record's been cleared <laughs> and, I, and I, was, I, I got off. This is my favourite. Okay. My favourite of the lot. The favourite of the four we've got. Uh, g'day, Blanky. It's Mr Hyde here. I know, I know we just need you to confirm or deny this rumour that before the major assessment task for Unit 3-4 Biology, you, instead of studying for the actual sack, you actually watched Gossip Girl all night. You binged it. Um, just wasn't very happy at the time. I'm still not over it. I just need, I just need to know. Did you or did you not watch Gossip Girl before that sack? Yeah, so this is, this is one of those stories. Um, it's grown legs. It's grown legs and it's, it's started a run. So um, binged all night is, is, is not <laughs> close to what happened. There was, there was one afternoon where I, I did watch a couple of episodes and I do, I do regret that. <laughs> I've, I've, I've now got this reputation that I enjoy watching Gossip Girl after, after sitting through two episodes of it. Um, and I can say that it was before a sack and I did perform pretty poorly on that sack. So that, that, that part of the story is true. Because I asked Heidi... I said, "How did he go?" And he said, "Appalling. Yeah, it's horrendous." I was, I, I was getting, I was getting some reasonable marks earlier in the year, and then it was kind of midway through the year. I, lo- I lost a bit of, bit of, bit of drive. Year twelve was, was starting to get a hold of me, and I, I thought I'd just take the foot off the pedal a bit, and uh, it, it reflected on the papers. And you got caught up in the life of the Upper East Side. <laughs> Are you a gossip girl? Because Em and I were talking about this. <coughs> we had a pretty extensive mate, chat about no. this. <laughs> You're amongst friends. We, we were Gossip Girl fans. What's this word? I'm still a Gossip Girl <laughs> fan. Oh, I didn't get on board the they, – they redone it. It wasn't bad. It was not like oh, the original. I haven't seen any of it. I was like, oh, I don't think – I don't know about that. And we were talking about it and we were like, this could be just a conversation between Em and I because we got into it. Yeah. Did, how much of it did you end up watching? Like in totality, did you – Yeah, I think I think it would have totaled about two or three episodes like midway – Midway through season one or two. So oh, I, so that was, that was your exposure. It wasn't like you're a super fan. So did nah. you even know who Gossip Girl was? No. I, I, knew, I, I knew a couple of characters back <laughs> oh, then. See, oh, yeah. I think you're putting on the greatest cover-up you've ever seen. It was generally a story that's been blown out of proportion. <laughs> yeah. the, way that, the way that Heidi tells the story is that you're like a huge Gossip Girl <laughs> mark and it's like your favourite show and you have to catch up on it because... I think that, you know, you probably can still answer this question. You know what my biggest bugbear with Gossip Girl is? And this is as somebody who's watched every episode of the show. Every episode's the same. Oh, you I have your A and B storyline, some kind of like low stakes Upper East Side drama. Yeah. And then they come together at some high society function. Yeah. Every episode's the same, except oh, for the I'll one do, where uh, Chuck Bass got stabbed or shot in Paris <laughs> or whatever. I, I, I think that was the storyline of the, of the couple of episodes I yeah, watched. Yeah, because it's was Blakey. It's the storyline in every episode. There was, there was not much to it. I can't be honest with you. Well, there wasn't much to it. <laughs> Who's your favourite character, just from your, your brief? The only one I remember was the one with the shocking haircut. It was like... It was Mis- like Mr. Chuck. Chuck, Chuck Bass. Chuck, yeah, Chuck. He was... Shocking haircut, and uh, I still don't remember. So there you He's go. a pretty shit bloke. This stuff. Sorry, we had to say whoa. that. <laughs> pretty average bloke. He the was. first few seasons. He softens yeah. a bit. Did he gets you know, a bit better. But. I, I showed him this. Did you know Ed Westwick, who's the guy who plays Chuck Bass? Mm-hmm. He was on because he's English. I think yep. he's a big Chelsea fan. Yeah. He was on Soccer AM. Have you ever seen the Soccer AM like oh. skills challenge? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah. love that. Top pin, top bins. No way. Penalty. Just strolled up top bins. That's awesome. And he was like, he was giving it plenty. I showed him after the. It's how rare it is it? Good. How rare is the top bins? One every three episodes. Or? Oh, if yeah, it's crazy. And he just strolls up. He was wearing like the worst pair of shoes you've ever seen in your life. Yeah, and he just put it straight in the top left. It was phenomenal. Thanks, thanks for so coming. that alone has convinced Blanky to go back and watch Gossip Girl. I think so. I think he needs to. <laughs> um, Heidi, uh, he had, when we when we came out for that Herald, he asked me to come down for that thing, and yeah. I'm still actually a bit shaken by. I spoke to him afterwards, did like an interview. <laughs> And I'm still a bit shaken because I said, oh, what do you want me to – because it was for white fries. So I was like, what do you want me to call you? Yeah. And he was like, Mr. Height. I said, it still feels weird. Mr. Height. Yeah, well, he, I, know my, I know him as Mr. Height. He, he's Heidi or yeah, Wombat. Yeah. yeah. It's a bit – I'm still rattled by the whole thing. You know what yeah. else I'm still rattled about with Heidi? I don't know who we were playing. It was last year where – I think the boys are still in their warm-up tops. So I don't think we're quite ready to go out. 
and Heidi is doing a full-on workout in his running gear. <laughs> so, like, Box Hill and Hawthorne fans would know Heidi was our runner last year. He's Hawthorne's runner this year. Yeah. And he was in his pink fluoros, yeah. ready to rock and roll, smashing out a gym session. Pre-game. Pre-game. Oh, he's built different. <laughs> he, he, like they call him the Wombat. Yeah. And Damo sold up to me and said, you should be capturing this. He goes, which other team's runner? Yeah. He's doing this. That's phenomenal. Thirty minutes before the game, yeah, he's he's committed to his he's committed to his role. He he's before every Hawthorne game, he's in the in the massage rooms getting getting the, getting a rub down and <laughs> and taking the anti inflammatories before before a game. And some people ask why he does it, but he he absolutely loves it. And um, all credit to him. He still reckons there's there's football left in him. Yeah, oh, I think there is. I think there is too. <laughs> he's a superstar. I think there is. Uh, blank man, quick hands time. We ready for that? What's that? I don't know. Quick hands. Nah. It's just word association. First okay. thing that comes Basically. to your brain. Okay. Where's my, where's my uh, sting? Are you ready? It's a long siren. I might cut that. <laughs> uh, who's your funniest teammate at Box Hill? Oh, uh, Ferg. Who wins our best and fairest this year? Ports. What's your favourite footy cliche? Oh, uh, I want to make it a top. Love it. <laughs> uh, who's the best trainer on the track here? Um, Kavara. Mm-hmm. Not in the gym, though. Um, <laughs> what's the best piece of advice you've ever been given? Um, oh, work hard. You'll only get, a lot, get out of life when you put in the life. Favourite Gossip Girl character? Chuck. Chuck, has <laughs> Mr. Chuck. Um, how many goals does Harlan score for City? This season? In the league. Two? No, how many does he score? Oh, how many has he scored? He's, he's scored two. I think, I think he's on for 33. It'll be a good year. Um, Hugh or Charlie Beasley? You. You've kicked a ripper goal last year for us against Sandy. How far did you run without bouncing the ball? I think I did 37 metres. <laughs> uh, what was the last movie you saw at the cinema? Um, top, uh, top, uh, top Gun. Brilliant movie. Um, Messi or Ronaldo? I'm, I'm torn. As, as bad, like, I know you have to pick one. I think I'm Messi. Okay. I think I'm Messi. I don't think you can go wrong. Like, I have this argument with a friend of mine. I think that Ronaldo is an absolute freak, yeah. like in what he's doing and what he's been able to do for so long and physically just ridiculous. Yeah. But I think Messi's the more skillful player. Yeah. And they've both gotten to where they have sort of, or not doing the opposite, but being very different players. Correct, yeah. One of them's power and one of them's like just skill. Skill. Um, do Everton survive the drop? Yeah. yeah. have to. Uh, John Cavara or Ben Cavara? I'm a Johnny fan. John. I was confident Ben was going to get a vote today. <laughs> well, he spends a lot of time with Johnny nowadays. Fair, yeah. Um, Push-pull. Love it. Love it. Fergus Green or Cal Porter? Oh, Fergie. Oh. Who's your favourite coach at Box Hill? Um, can I do senior coach Clint Proctor? You can do senior coach. You can <laughs> completely get rid of Sam Mitchell, senior coach as well. <laughs> you can, can just don't worry about him. And then lastly, who should we interview in a future episode? Um, that's a good question. Have you has Damo been on? No, he, he might be right. He's, he's he's had plenty of plenty of stories to to, to, to tell, and he's he's been through all he's, he's been through a lot of footy. So yeah, Ooh, I like that. Last week, I want to ask him about the tattoo. Is that what you were going to say? Yeah, that was a revelation. that was random. I yeah. didn't expect that. Did you know that? Well, no, yeah, thank you. Damo's got the tattoo. Yeah, yeah. And because I I was unaware of that. And I was because he just doesn't strike me as a tattoo kind of guy. I think, yeah, I think that premiership meant a lot to him. So I think I think he might have been a bit bladded, yeah. to be honest. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. And then the funny thing is actually because who told us about that? Hugh. Hugh. And the funny thing about that was that week I'm going through the photo yeah. album that Jordan puts together, a photographer puts together for us. I'm going through the album, and you could see it. Just in one of the shots, he was kicking the footy. It's just on his thigh. You could yeah. see it. I was like, I've never seen that. Yeah, right. That's quite <laughs> funny. Um, you know, if the boys last week all said we should talk to Paso and uh, Geordie. Yeah, that's a, that's a good duo. They're, they're Geelong cats. They, they, I think I'd have, that, that, that have some stories between them. Well, that might be a future. That might be a next week kind of job. Yeah. Well, oh, Blank Man, yeah. it's been an absolute pleasure uh, to have you down. We thank you so much for coming down, giving us some time. Um, Big week for you this week. Big opportunity against the Tigers. You were saying earlier, yeah, which is exciting Sunday afternoon. So we're in action on Saturday. Um, but no, look. So we're so proud of what you've been able to do so far this season. It's awesome to see one of our boys kick on, and particularly when it's with Hawthorne, that's even better. Again, um, 
Like I said, thanks so much for coming on, giving us some time. Oh, thank you very much for having me. It's been it's been a pleasure. Em, how'd he go? He did really well. Yeah. Good chat. Yeah, good chat. We'll have to have a think about who we get on next week. Um, I don't want to think too far ahead, to be honest. We've just got this one in the can. <laughs> I don't want to be putting too much pressure on myself. Uh, so for me, Sean Peterach, thank you so much uh, to our sponsor, Budget Car and Truck Rental. Thank you. Uh, for M Ferguson, for James Blank and for me, we'll all catch you next week. We're a happy team at Hill, where the mighty fighting.